Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, everybody, welcome. Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next couple of hours talking sports with you on a getaway Friday into the long weekend. We appreciate you spending some of that time before you uh, head to your weekend uh, with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. At the bottom of the hour, we will talk Iowa State with our friend Chris Williams from Cyclone Fanatic and Iowa Everywhere. We'll uh, talk to Chris on Iowa State-related topics coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Then we'll head to Las Vegas where the temperatures... Have you seen the temperatures in Vegas? No. Summer's arrived. It's it's in the hundreds. Um I mean, for this, as far as the iPhone will will go, and I think it hadn't been up to this point. I don't think they'd cracked triple digits, which was, I believe, a record. They got yeah. this far, but it's there in Vegas now. But we won't talk the weather with Mike. We'll talk other stuff, and look forward to catching up with Mike Palm uh, coming up here at twelve oh five. And then Tom Cakert, a busy uh, opportunity yesterday for the Hawkeye Media uh, to. Uh, interview some of the newcomers to the basketball program and uh, some basketball interviews from the men's side. Uh, they had that opportunity yesterday. So we'll do that with Tom, talk a little football before we uh, give four of you an opportunity to win some uh, barbecue from our friends at Claxon's and Claxon's Barbecue and a long July 4th weekend. Sounds like a pretty good combination to me. How about you? I'm in. That sounds absolutely wonderful. Four-day weekend coming up for us. I couldn't be any more What are you going to do with your four-day weekend? Well, like I do the rest of the time. No, nothing's going to change. No, I don't think so. I don't. I'm going to stay home. <laughs> See, now this would be a great excuse to get out. Nah. I mean, we're not back until Wednesday. I know. You don't have to see every single thing, every single pitch of every single game. No, don't say that too loud. My wife might somehow I'm gonna. I'm going to text Cindy right now, and I'm going to say, you know... <laughs> We're off till Wednesday. Get Ken out of the house. Uh, we're getting out of the house. We're going to the uh, iCubs. Uh, they bring the jet to the ballpark night. You are? Yeah, I'm going to try. That's that's the goal. Good. We've missed two of them. The first one was when, when we were in Vegas. Okay. The second one was when we were in California on vacation, mm-hmm. also Michonne's wedding. Um, and then there's one coming up, I think it's early August, that we want to go. I want to bring them to the ballpark. So, <laughs> so we're still talking about over a month away before you're going to get out of the house? <laughs> You're planning that far in advance? I'm out of the house constantly. If you golf at Otter Creek, I'm the official greeter at Otter Creek oh, Golf Course. Yeah, I mean, everybody drives by the street, every down the street, right, uh-huh. to get to the clubhouse. There's an old man out there with a the dog waving. That's me. Uh, very friendly people that drive by, uh, too. Now, slow down a little bit. Would it kill you to do, you know, All funny? Right. You're a little nervous about Jet. Well, that and, uh, and then, you know, at the at the end of their round, when... You know, maybe he's had a couple uh, mm-hmm. stay in the clubhouse, and and mom's it's past dinner time time, uh-huh. and it's you know put the pedal to the metal and race down Otter Creek Drive just as fast as you can because you're late. Slow down. Feels please. like you're talking to me. Is this yeah, a not what it is? is? This is directed at me. No, no, it's not. Um, I've never played Otter Creek. Actually, you know what? Neither have I. Yeah, that's that's crazy in its own yeah. right. Is it private? Nope. No nope. public course. Public huh? course. You need to get out there. I do too. I say it every single year. I keep waiting. Uh, my my son uh, threatens to uh, take me out, so I keep waiting yeah. for that moment. Anyways, uh, so sports from last night. Uh, a lot of ESPN big names mm-hmm. losing their gigs here today, uh, which is incredibly you know, disappointing. I mean, they've made a lot of money. I get it. But um, anytime you're let go and it's not your choice, 
Um, you don't get to leave on your own terms. That's that's kind of a blow. That's tough to get over, I think. Um, only happened to me once at Prairie <laughs> when I didn't have uh, – well, I guess kind of did. I decided to go in one direction. They decided that wasn't the direction they wanted me to go in. So ah. we, came, uh, we came to a uh, – uh, an agreement. Anyways, I have a great relationship with them out there. The good people. So, uh, baseball from last night. Just real quick on the baseball. Mm-hmm. I, I want. I want to do. Want to move on. Um, we talked about a little bit yesterday. Guys that you know stick around a little bit too long, mm-hmm. and it looks like Adam Wainwright, as we said yesterday, yeah. falls into that category. And again, he tried to pitch last night, and he was just awful, just awful. And he's going to try one more time. Would it shock you? I mean, this guy to me, he's had a phenomenal career. Yeah. If we get to the all-star break and he says, you know what, I just can't do it anymore. It's not like the team's in a playoff race, right? you know, because yeah. they're not. It's uh, not like they're, he's leaving them in a huge lurch. No, exactly. He's not it, it, Precisely, Trent, 100%. If he, if he does make his next start, and it's, I mean, I don't know, there's probably one or two before the all-star break and doesn't turn it around he's, and he's as bad as he's been lately. I'll say this about the Cardinal fans who were who ripped him on Twitter, and that's where, you know, the, most of the – the bravado comes from because you can hide behind the egg yeah. um, and say what you want. And, and he shut down his Twitter account. But the fans last night at Bush Stadium, when he walked off the mound again after you know just getting pounded by the Astros batters, um, cheered him. Cheered him. Mm-hmm. Stood and applauded him. After giving up, what, six in the six. second? Yeah, six. And just not looking good. No, not looking good. I uh, hate to say, you want to leave one year before as opposed to one year too late. And um, anyways, I hope it works out for Wayne. It's been a hell of a cardinal. Yes. He really has. Uncle Charlie, that curveball, my mm. God, unbelievable. Uh, so uh, the Cardinals fall last night. Cubs fall last night. Phillies are playing well. Don't look now. Yes, they Phillies are. are starting to look like last year's Phillies. And I got a no bet on them to make the playoffs. Oh, you do. Yeah, plus... Good plus money. Well, you don't well, you don't lose too many bets, so I don't think anybody's going to feel too bad for you. You crushed them again last night, did you not? I did. Another three in one day. A couple of uh, big underdogs that came home, including the Pirates from earlier in the day, also hit on the Royals. And I yeah. remember you looking at me sideways when I picked I did, the Royals yeah. yesterday. I did. That's what you got to do. Got to yeah. find those dogs mm-hmm. because that's how you make your money. So yeah, yeah it's gone. It's gone well here the last couple. That of days. was yesterday's game where Ramirez stole home. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the Royals came back to win that they game? They did in extras, yeah. Came How about back that? And got it done there. So, That's one of the most exciting plays in sports. I don't it, care it what is. anybody says. Well, and Jose Ramirez would be one of the last guys you think of right? stealing home. Right. And so I didn't see the play until last night watching Sports Center, And I was working. I had some lists that I was working on. And I looked back up. It was just top 10 plays or something like that. It was the number one play. And I'm like, wait. That Jose Ramirez, right. so I hit the rewind button. Yeah. Sure enough, yes, yeah. it, just and absolutely a great bad. slide to get yes. in too. You know that's something that the evolution of baseball. We talked about pitch clock and mm-hmm. rule changes. The way guys slide today, you didn't slide like that even no, no five years ago. No, how much more is put into it? The ability to. Reach with one hand, pull your other well, hand back. You know back. who was maybe, I mean, he was terrific tagging guys out at second base. Javi Baez. Yes, and yeah. he was great at doing that that swim move. That mm-hmm. I mean, maybe a little bit ahead of his time. Boy, he's a good Cub. Wasn't he a good Cub? Not a very oh, good Tiger. No, hasn't been. Hasn't worked out for him. Mets no. before that has not worked out well for him. Uh, but boy, he was a terrific Cub. And anyways... Uh, yeah, they do slide a little bit differently. Yeah. And Jose Ramirez, that was uh, that was an example of that. All right, uh, ESPN 
is in the midst, and, and it's been rumored that it's been coming. They are laying off some huge names uh, in sports that um, you in all likelihood spend some time watching. And you listen to the commentators either do the game or do the halftime or the pregame. So here's the list that we know so far. And I think the biggest name, Trenton, you may have another one on your list. Mm-hmm. Jeff Van Gundy is out. Who's excellent. Trent, I think he's as good as there is. Now, look, at you and I don't watch a ton of regular season right. NBA. Yeah. Um, but but when it gets to the playoffs, yes, I miss the TNT crew, halftime crew, mm-hmm. but I think Van Gundy's a star. He's a terrific analyst, funny, witty, uh, self-deprecating. He's great, and he's gone. A three-man crew is difficult most any sport. Mm-hmm. This is a three-man crew with Jackson along yep. with Breen. That works. Mm-hmm. It rarely works. Very right? rarely. I yep. mean... We can go back to Monday Night Football. There's been oh, booths yeah, there. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. But outside of that, the three-man booth mm-hmm. is something that is tried and usually And fails. Monday Night Football's had its hit and misses with three-man booths. Remember oh, Dennis Miller? Oh, yeah. I like Dennis Miller. I was the one. It was. <laughs> I, I guess I was. Yeah. I don't know. It just it cracked me up in a way. I like Kornheiser when he was up there. Yeah. I liked it more than most people, but I know I was definitely of the minority of those ones. But you go back way back in the day, Carl right? Sell and Dandy Dandy Don, Don and yeah. Frank Gifford and... And then into, who was the three-man booth then after that? I would have grown up in the 80s. Frank and Al and Dan? Yes, those three, yeah. It was worked. Yep. Basketball is difficult. Basketball is such a fast, football's great. Mm-hmm. People, I think, as somebody that's done play-by-play, mm-hmm. football, that 40 seconds in between plays, it's a long time. Yeah, yeah. Basketball is just constant. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just always going. Mm-hmm. Baseball in today's day and age has changed. Yep, yep. We've heard plenty of play-by-play and color people say how they've had to change mm-hmm. what they do in a broadcast style. But basketball is so fast. I, I wish you, I'd like to see you do a hockey game. <laughs> just to get your opinion. Yeah, not not yeah. because I want to see you fail. I want to <laughs> wait, see wait, you succeed. No, no, no. I'd like to, then to just to get your, you know, yeah. your opinion of, uh, you know, just where it ranks. Because bas- it's kind of like basketball, I would assume, mm-hmm, right? Absolutely. Uh, except for the line changes and the quick shifts and everything. Well, that's a difficult nature. That's the sport that I just, I would find because, A, I don't know the sport very well. Mm-hmm. B, you have to memorize numbers. How many guys are on a hockey roster? Uh, well, the, the dress for a game, 21. 22. 22. Four lines. Four lines is 12. Six, defen- 20. Uh, six defensemen and two goalies. Here's a dirty little secret. For football, yeah, you have your spotting board, mm-hmm. but you really only have to know the quarterback, yeah, the running back, the receiver. True, right? Yeah, the right tackle, right yeah. guard doesn't, unless he moves. You just look down at your spotting board and say, yeah. oh, this guy got called for a hold. This is yeah. Bill Jones. Right. That's very, you don't have to memorize the mm-hmm. same way. Basketball, mm-hmm. you have five starters and a couple kids off the bench. That's usually about it. Hockey, we're talking about 40 over, guys. Over 40 guys. 40 guys, yeah. You got to have those numbers memorized because they're all out there on the ice for right. the most part. Yep. They're all going to get an opportunity. And so that would make it certainly much more difficult just mm-hmm. in the starting block right there. Yeah. Penalty but, kills and yes. power plays and the lines change for that and et cetera. I'd like to see you doing just to, just to get your opinion. We'll see on. if we, maybe the high school state tournament some year. Why not? Give yeah. it a whirl. Uh, so yeah. Jeff Van Gundy is out. Uh, Chris Chelios, who's speaking of hockey, he is out. That's been announced a little bit ago. Lafonso Ellis from the, uh, from the uh, basketball coverage. He he's is been, gone. And he's been on game day for five a years long now. Long time. Yeah. Long time. Jalen Rose has lost his gig. So that one is really surprising. Because A, he's a huge part of their NBA coverage, and everybody in the sports media world says that ESPN is not going to let the NBA go away. The NBA rights are coming up here pretty soon. Jalen Rose is a huge part of that from the countdown set to what they do. He also has his own show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Jalen Jacoby with uh, Dave Jacoby. So he has a TV show, 
all the NBA stuff. He pops on to the first takes of the world. You see him on sports center, mm-hmm. all the sports centers. He is a high volume guy. He's let go. Yeah. Max Kellerman is out. There's a guy who wore a lot of hats over there. Started Never really boxing. did find a role for him. He did start a boxing. He was good at that. Yeah. He was good at that. And then did some uh, uh, talk shows. Uh, he's did gone. first take with Stephen A. Yep. for yep. a couple of years. Keyshawn Johnson has been let go. So they're shaking up the morning show. They are. The morning the show radio. is gone. And the radio show, a radio. ESPN radio is maybe going away. Well, Greenberg, I've heard. I never listen. He rarely hosts his own radio show because he's doing so many other things. Well, I didn't even know he was on the radio. Yeah, yeah, he's he he on TV. He is, and I think he has. I think it's a two-hour radio show middays. Really? Yeah. But I've heard that he's rarely on yeah. because he's doing so many other things. The morning show is gutted again, mm-hmm. and from the ascension that we saw of Mike and Mike, yeah, and into that's a good point. Boy, they were popular into Kornheiser for a number mm-hmm. of years. That that's where my love of Tony Kornheiser started was with that into Van Pelt and Ryan Rosillo, a great show, one yep. of my favorite national yep. shows maybe ever. Um, well, of course Dan Patrick sure. was there for a number of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, ESPN Radio was a huge thing, and now the investment that it looks like mm. they're going to be making going forward, it is not good. No, it's not. It's totally, absolutely, one hundred percent changed. Susie Colbert has. It's not official. But the guy that's had the put the list out, uh, Andrew Marchand from one of the tabloids in New York. Yeah, New York Post. Yeah. Post. Um, and he's had all of the names right. He says that she is going to hear her, get wow. her pink slip today. Steve Young is going to lose his gig today. Steve Young? Steve Young. Susie Colber. I mean, Jesus. And yet, so they, they're laying off all of these big names. I get it. Maybe they, I mean, I don't know if they don't move the needle or whatever anymore. But you're throwing all that money at McAfee. Mm-hmm. And you're making Stephen A. Smith as happy as he wants to be, right? And and Scott Van Pelt, who I, I think is does, like, I don't watch, but everything I read, uh, people love Van Pelt doing, doing Sports Center. Um, so, so they've, I don't know if they're just taking their money and, th- and just uh, reallocating it, but boy, oh boy, there's a lot of big names losing their jobs. And this is on the heels of all the layoffs for the people that we don't know. Right, behind the scenes. The yep. behind the yep. scenes people, yep. and there were a huge, huge number of those that also lost their job. It's what you come into with the evolution of media right now. Mm-hmm. And for years, and it was the dirty little secret when the Big Ten Network launched. And I remember, I was probably hearing you. <laughs> Biggest mistake they've ever made. Who was the uh, the guy? Silverman? Yeah, from- Mark Silverman. And- Him and I fought yes. on these airwaves. Yes. And I was ready for it, too, and I thought I, I clobbered him. And he hung up. Yes. I, I remember the interview. Mm-hmm. I remember listening, and it was mm-hmm. riveting radio. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I was he- so wrong, obviously. Well, and the coverage fees, and we just didn't understand didn't, it at that time. That was my point, Trent. There's no way in hell that you're going to be able to hold a country hostage that couldn't care less about the Big Ten, and you're going to ask us to pay a an additional uh, fee on our bill for Big Ten Pro. It'll never fly. Never work in a million years. <laughs> and yet, here we are. It did. And for the Big Ten landscape, it was a dollar per subscriber. Uh-huh. And it doesn't matter. You and I pay that dollar right. for our DirecTV right. bill. And Joan, that has Mediacom, yep. that hasn't watched a sporting event nope. since 1952, right. she's also paying that buck. Mm-hmm. And every single person that subscribes, that has Big Ten Network, they're in the Big Ten footprint. And it's if you're not in the footprint, it's a dime. It's still a dime. Right. Every month. Not California, for the year. Florida, Texas, right. Utah. Yep. They're all paying a dime. Every single one of them that have Big Ten Network mm-hmm. on their cable, on their satellite, they're all paying it. 
And boy, Ooh. they had that figured Ooh. out. Did they ever? Anymore? And you know what? I'm grateful that they did because I love it. Yes. Now, well, ESPN was not that dollar. It's five, six, seven, eight, up to ten dollars. I think now. Yeah, I think it is per month is what the mm-hmm. rights fee is to have that part of your cable package if you're a cable provider. But you look at the dwindling base and you look at the number of cord cutters that have mm-hmm. happened. So you, they were ESPN and media companies like that were double dipping. You're getting all the advertising money. Mm-hmm. You're getting all of that. Plus, you're getting all these subscriber fees. Right. It was a perfect whether storm. Subscribers, whether you want to be subscribers or not. Did ESPN get too big? Or is this more of a Disney uh, thing? Disney is about the bottom line. Yeah, It is about not working for your employees, mm-hmm. not working. It's about the shareholders. Mm-hmm. And it's about seeing that growth continually happening. And that's ultimately the Jeez. bottom line. And that's what it is. Probably did get too big. I mean, they... ESPN Magazine, ESPN Radio, oh, ESPN, sure. ESPN2, the launch, ESPNU, right. on and on and on. Mm-hmm. It just kept growing and growing throughout the 90s into the The 2000s. magazine's gone, correct? It is, yeah. yeah, and that's probably been five years. Yeah. Well, the last big round of layoffs we saw from ESPN a couple years back, that was more the media side. Right, the team, the, 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 every team had their own writer. Yes, where you had ESPN uh-huh. Chicago, you had right. ESPN New York, you had all of those. The Chiefs had a writer, the Broncos had a guy, all the teams. We saw them gut... A lot of their college writers, where we mm-hmm. saw the Big Ten writers, the Big 12 writers, guys like that. Um, David Ubbin, he mm-hmm. was a part of yep. that. Mitch Sherman was a part of that over in Omaha, and there was those kind of people. Then the Brett McMurphys and the Ivan Mizells and some huge, huge college names. They gutted the writing side. Now they're gutting the radio side. I wonder if they cut game day mentioned it now that I think about it. I think that's still too big of a moneymaker for them. I hope so. For that to go away. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're looking at the big picture and what they're looking at is big events and making mm-hmm. those big events and, and what's going to happen. They're going to get a Super Bowl in 2027, I believe it'll be. They've got one coming. I'm yeah, not sure of the year. Where they will have that, but it's just, that's what you mm-hmm. have to do. And it sucks, and it sucks for these people mm-hmm. and for us sports fans that have been fans of ESPN, but this is reality. When you're answering to shareholders... yeah. You got to find a way to make a profit every single time, and the profits have changed now with the cord cutting, and this mm. is the unfortunate end game. Mm. You know, speaking uh, speaking of media, uh, I want to give a shout out to our guy Nick Olson. Yeah, who who is absolutely everywhere yesterday, and, I, and I'm so proud of him. I, I really we but we both took a liking to Nick Olson because right of his worth work ethic and. So yesterday, he fills in for Heather. Heather was off yesterday, so he does three hours uh, with Sean on the drive uh, from 3 until 6. I'm scrolling through Twitter last night. I, go, I find uh, there's something that pops up from an Iowa State football preview on, e- on CBSSports.com. Who's doing it? Nick Olson is answering the questions for whatever the, uh, uh, the interviewer was asking him. But there's Nick doing that. About a half an hour later, I'm, I'm sitting you know, waiting for 8.30. <laughs> Whiling away the minutes, mm-hmm. the beer's getting colder, and blah blah blah. Um, and Chris Shipley, a friend of mine's podcast, pops up. Chris Shipley, Steph Copley, and their guest was yeah, you guessed it, Nick Olson. <laughs> and I watched it for about twenty minutes. It was really good. And I'm not a podcaster, as uh-huh. you know. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, Shipley and and Copley and and Nick. But uh, good for Nick Olson. Good for Nick Olson. Uh, just the fact that you know he's um, works his tail off and he's going to make that site cyclonealert.com hum and succeed so we're happy for him we uh have an update from a local update uh iowa women's basketball yes ticket prices are out 
There is an increase, as you'd anticipate for well, this Well, are there seats available? I haven't got to that part yet. But here is the opening part of it. For current ticket holders, a full-season women's basketball ticket will be priced at $175. For adults, it was $125 last year. It's not bad. No. I could have saw that thing easily double. Right. Up to $250. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they left, Trent, they left money on the table. I oh, agree absolutely. with you. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt. $140 for faculty and staff and youth tickets, 18 and under, $60 for the year. And uh, it was $30 a year ago for that one. New ticket prices, if you have not been one in the past, mm-hmm. still only $195. Jeez. That's that's a pretty good deal uh, right there with what you anticipate to see. Last season, they sold roughly 6,500 season tickets for the year. Number two nationally, averaging over 11000 per game. And 6,700 new season ticket requests came in back in April. New. New. So on top of the uh, of the renewals, yes, holy mackerel, that thing is going the to be going to sell out it's, every single night. Yeah, fifteen thousand in the mm-hmm. building. Well, for, you saw how quick the tickets went down here at Wells Fargo mm-hmm. Arena. I mean, boom, bang, just gone. Ninety minutes. So also we have the other side, uh, the men's side of things. An update on the men's side. Stagnant. What do you think? I haven't looked at it yet on the men's side. Is there or, a bump? or? Do, do or do some of those? Do the women take some of the men's season ticket base? Stagnant at best. Prices for the upcoming men's basketball season tickets will remain the same as last year, mm-hmm. between three twenty-five and three seventy-five, depending on location, and two eighty to three twenty for faculty and staff. So they stay the same. An increase on the women's side, the way it should be, mm-hmm. for sure. That was a hell of a deal. Still a hell of a deal if you can get them. What would you rather go to this year? Well, yeah. I think it's a very simple Mm -hmm. question. Mm -hmm. Remember last year we had this debate when we were giving away tickets to both of the Cyhawk games, and I said, I bet you the women's there's more demand for it. Ah, come on, Miller. Be the case this year. (laughs) So I was a year ahead of myself. Yes, you were. That's my point. Um, Yeah, the games and names would be a little bit different. Um, Anyways, geez, I want to see the numbers. I want to see... You know, what will the men average? Will the, will the will their average attendance, when we look back at the season, be equal to what it was last year? Or will it go down? I think it'll go down. I think it will, too. I don't think they're going to be very good. Mm-hmm. So we had uh, saw some availability Wednesday with the uh, men's basketball I thought it was team. yesterday. Or was it yesterday? It was yesterday, it was yeah, yeah. yeah. And Tony Perkins, starting point guard. Uh-huh. Something that I advocated for going into last season. Mm-hmm. We saw it a little bit, but not a whole lot. Iowa, when they made the run two years ago in the Big Ten tournament, he was playing point a lot, though Bohannon was out there. Bohannon was playing more off the ball, and it was Perkins. He's got to tighten up the handles, but he's been putting in the work. Mm-hmm. If I was going to get even to bubble status, I, I think it has to be with Perkins. You put Perkins out there as the point. If he can be a full-time point guard, not every minute of every game, but 20 minutes a game, he's the point guard. And then you get 10 minutes from Bowen. 10 minutes from Harding, maybe a couple minutes from Dix at the point, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. If he's, though, gets the most minutes there and he plays well, maybe they do have a chance. You got shooters around him. Well, I hope they both get in. I, you know, I think Drake's going to get in. I think oh, Drake's yeah. going to be favored in the Valley, don't you? They absolutely. I, I, they have re- they've rebuilt that roster. 
what what looked like it was going to be, you know, kind of a yeah, maybe a step back. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure. Right. Yeah. All those veterans that stayed for those uh, used all of their eligibility, and why wouldn't you? Uh, I'm glad that they did, but they've done it. DeVries has done a terrific job of retooling that roster. Yeah, it'd be great if we can get three men's teams in. We're going to get, for sure, one women's team. Fennelly's usually on or in or thereabouts. So, mm-hmm. um, you and I last year was really young. And that's just it, Trent. You said the you said the key word there because they will obviously be another year older and be another year tougher as far as competition worthy. If they can get Austin Fife back, and he's still trying, mm-hmm. and if if there is ever a hope, mm-hmm. it is for that young man what he has had to deal with throughout his career, both health and injury wise. Titney Anderson, I liked what we saw out of him last mm-hmm. year. He yep, was a good player. Yep, yep. Obviously, we know Bowen Bourne uh, incredibly well. The Duax kid was a surprise. No, he was good. Yeah, I. I still don't think they're they're going to be fighting to be in the top half. You know, a top five finish mm-hmm. I think would be accomplishment for them, but they're not going to be as bad as last season. Drake favorite in the MVC, but I, you're still going to have to go to St. Louis and win. Iowa State, I believe, is a top twenty preseason team. A lot of people do, and Iowa definitely third on the list, not fourth. You and I still behind. Be yeah, 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 they're ahead of you and I. Well, we'll see. All right, it's 11, just past 11.25. Time for another $1,000 keyword. Chris Williams from Cyclone Fanatic and Iowa Everywhere. He will join us here in, uh, oh, about five minutes or so. But right now, you can head to KXNO.com. I forgot the key the sounder. There it is. And since you're there, you can uh, find the pop-up box. and It'll appear right in front of you and type in the keyword credit. Credit is your chance to win $1,000 credit at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Another opportunity coming up about an hour from right now and then throughout the afternoon uh, with uh, Murph and Andy and, of course, with the drive as they take you home from 3 until 6. Miller and Condon underway on a Friday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.0. Roofing.net. Couldn't wait to turn 16 and drive all the boys around. Glenn Campbell reminds me of my dad. <laughs> Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We take you until 1 o'clock. This doesn't sound like Glenn Campbell. I know Glenn Campbell. This is no Glenn Campbell. Uh, this is Chris Williams from Cyclone Fanatic in Iowa everywhere, and he joins us. Hello, Chris. How are you? Great. That's the great Kenny Chesney. The, that's the dude with the hat. I like yeah, his cowboy hat. It's a yeah. great cowboy hat. Curled up, right? Yep. Yep. Elite. Yep. Yeah, elite. Elite cowboy hat. Indeed. How's things, Chris? How's the summer going? I was just talking with Trent off the air about it. It's It's been probably the busiest summer of my career. Really? You know, the, yeah, it really has been. It's with the gambling thing, with the realignment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is like our first summer at Iowa Everywhere, too, because mm-hmm. we didn't launch until like the week before football season last year. So it's just been really, really busy in a good way. But the Cyclone Fanatic stuff, not as much because it's just, man, like I, I, the the only questions you get are about the gambling thing. And I, I don't know. You know, I don't have the answers to this stuff like most people don't. So mm-hmm. I just, I just want that one way or another. I just want to get that over with. Yep. <laughs> I'm it- assuming you get, and it's just like in my shoes, it's impossible. To, like people, what, what do you think Iowa State's record is going to be? I don't know. Right. I have no idea. Yeah. I can't tell you that. Yeah, so, until there's clarity. Makes it really hard too, because media days are coming up in like a week and a half. And mm-hmm. Like, how do you get really ready for that? It's 
it's difficult. Nope, uh, to- totally is. So what did you make of the, uh, at least the, Pun- the, the penalty thresholds that the NCAA released. I thought, uh, I, actually, Chris, I thought it was going to be worse when I saw it, especially, you know, the uh, the very last one, the $800 or, or more, 30%. Now, I know there's wiggle room in there for the school to uh, add an additional punishment, but maybe this isn't going to be as uh, as bad as, as, as first thought, maybe. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, it certainly helps Iowa and Iowa State. What what happened the other day? Yeah, um, I mean it's a lot. I I take this as more of a big picture thing, and I think that this, you know, whatever the hell happened in our state, and I still would love to know the backstory. I'm like, me too. Where did this come from? Like, why did Iowa all of a sudden decide to go crazy on this? Like, remember when this happened? We're like, oh, well, we think it'll happen in other states. Mm-hmm. Like, we haven't heard a peep. We know it's going on elsewhere, but like, why did our state go crazy with this? Like, I I'd still love to get those answers probably won't ever get that on the record at least but it, it does feel like based on the language from what the ncaa put out the other day two things triggered this one was the iowa and iowa state thing based on that may 2nd date yep. thing that was thrown in there and then two you know they the ncaa did that study last month about student athletes and betting and i, I think that they probably found out in that that this is significantly widespread and even though it's the only one right now there's going to be a lot more of this coming and i i just i think this charlie baker guy who's in charge now and not just with the gambling thing but i think he realized it's an evolve or die thing Mm -hmm. and they've got to evolve a little bit to me this is like step number one i think that they're going to be doing a lot of stuff like this in the future oh it makes a whole lot of sense and to answer your question at least from what i've been told from the DCI side, they got a new piece of technology where they could do a lot more geofencing because I was one of the first states. They were one of the first Department of Criminal Investigations to get this piece of technology when they geofenced. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The one thing that they were told, we need to crack down on underage gambling, and then they saw, boy, a lot of activity in the mm-hmm. athletic department offices at both Iowa and Iowa State, wow. and that's what kind of mm-hmm. led to it. Who told them? That that's something needed. The, the, it the came need from to... the government side. Somebody in government. See, so I, my theory might be right, and I put on my tinfoil hat because I thought somebody that, orig- that originally voted no on the sports wagering bill mm-hmm. has been waiting for an opportunity to flex their muscles a little bit and has some political pull, and uh, I don't know if it goes as far as the governor's office or whatever, right. and use that as an opportunity, um, you know, without getting their name out there to uh, to stir it up a little bit. Well, and when is they, that crazy? What? 
trend? No, not at all. I mean, that's kind of, I think it's a realistic path from what I've heard about it. And the thing from the DCI point of view, when they saw that increased activity around the athletic department offices, they had to open an Oh, sure they did. Be. Absolutely. They, I mean, there's people that would lose their job. If they saw that kind of activity as they can and did not do anything and then found out that no. there is point shaving, there mm-hmm. is game fixing, the, every one of those people would have lost their job. They had to open the investigation when they found out. Does that make sense to you, Chris? Yeah, it does. I just, I, I, it makes total sense. I just, I also, it's like, and this doesn't even matter. Because it's like if they were doing it illegal, they know they're not supposed to bet. Like right. I don't really have a lot of sympathy for the guys that got caught. Yeah. <laughs> but again, like, do you think if like in Alabama right. that that you've got like some political figures or that's going to crack down on the football team? Nope. <laughs> that would end their you career. Know? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's another, and it's like what the, what's going on in the SEC right now with these like NIL like. Oh, the foundations can give money now and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. That it's just it's so not weighted in our state's favor. I get whatever. Like, it, listen, as an Iowa State fan, I'm not. I don't. They're not competing with Alabama. That's not what I'm pointing out. But just in the macro thing of, of this whole conversation, like this would this wouldn't ha- like would this happen in Nebraska? No. But in Iowa's ballpark. I mean. <laughs> You think Wisconsin would do this? You think that their legislature is sitting around being like, "How can we screw over the Wisconsin football team?" Like that's where I just I just want to know the details. Like I do again, too. I don't feel sorry for these guys at all for getting caught. They screwed up. They know they're not supposed to bet. They should face the punishment. But I just want to know the process of how this all went down. Yeah, it is fascinating to me. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Well, we shall see. Now, I guess we just got to wait for the other shoe to drop. And as you mentioned, um, media days are what two weeks away for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah. I go to Dallas a week from a week from Tuesday. How would you like? Yeah, a week from Tuesday of next week. Geez, that's unbelievable. How would you like to go to the Pac-12 media days without a without Uh, a media agreement? Oh, I would too. I would too. But how about Klyavkov? I mean, what's going on here, Chris? The, 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 tomorrow, I guess, is supposed to be the next deadline, right? That's going to be missed. Oh, we'll know by July first. By if there's nothing by July first, we got to do something. Well, we're going to wait till August first. Um, it's just, but the way they've kicked the can down the road, I've never seen anything like it. What do What do you think's going to happen? Uh, with I, the, is Arizona my, and Colorado are they on the cusp of, of breaking my, off? I don't know. My gut keeps telling me that the Pac-12 is going to stay together for at least one more contract. But, but then I talk to my people in media, yeah, and nobody knows where this money would come from. Hmm. That's the thing. Like nobody, nobody knows where it's coming from unless they're going to take like an exclusive type of, you know, linear or non-linear package. But it doesn't sound like that would be a favorable option for uh, most of those Pac-12 schools. So. I really don't know. I'd still probably put it around 50-50. I don't, you know, I had that Jason Shear from 247. He's an Arizona guy. I'm very envious, um, by the way. Trent and I have tried to get him on. We've got a really good Rolodex, but you you won up this on that one. Uh, well, it doesn't happen very often. You guys get me 99% of the time. He, well, I, I, I get the feeling that Arizona and Arizona fans want to go to the Big 12. You know, mm-hmm. like they're a basketball, they're a basketball school. It's a basketball yep. heavy conference. Like that's the feeling I get. And it's just, I think you, you said kicking the can down the road. My, my vision on this is even if 
let's say the Pac-12 comes out and does the kumbaya thing, and, oh, we're signing the new deal. It It'll be like for five years max. Yeah. You know, th- this is not going to be some long-term agreement for the Pac-12. So I, I really don't know. I, I, I don't think it's any different than where we have been. I just think it's taking forever. And that can't be a good thing for the Pac-12. Like that, this has to be a, a deal where you know they have a number of mine. Because if they, if somebody would have offered it by now, they would have taken it. Precisely. This over with. Yes. Yeah. So th- this can't be good for them. It's not like all of a sudden ESPN that just laid off Jeff Van Gundy for crying out loud mm-hmm. is going to come up with an extra ten million dollars per Pac-12 team. Like that is not happening. This is a totally different industry now. And if they're going to get that extra money, it's going to be from a non... I, I, I think ESPN could be a part of their equation, but it's not going to get them over that $30 million per school threshold that we keep hearing about. So it'll have to be Apple. You know, I know I know for a fact Amazon has been interested, but they really, when Amazon wanted a Big Ten, Big 12 type of combination where they could kind of have a little bit of each league is what they were wanting. Now that they missed out on both of those schools, from what I understand, Amazon is not interested in in owning like half of the Pac-12 rights. That makes no sense for them. At least they wanted to splash from every league. Hmm. Um, so it would ha- almost have to be an Apple thing or one of these crazy like the CW or something like that that, you know, have kind of been rumored out there. But it's, it, it's not going to be Fox. And I don't think ESPN can afford what they want. So I'm stumped as to where the cash will come from. One crazy one that just keeps popping up, and maybe it's just because I clicked on an article one time and it comes into my Google (laughs) News feed every day. This Fresno thing, it doesn't make one iota sense. But I guess if Arizona says no, Colorado wants to come, they're looking for a partner, they want to get into California, San Diego State is going to take the Big 12, whatever it is, but... Help me out here. It just feels like there is no way in hell Fresno State would be a team that they would invite. That the right? Big Twelve would invite, right? The Big Twelve, really? Yeah, I don't think so, Trent. I, I think it, my theory is that if Colorado called today and said we're in, but they didn't have a partner, that he would get UConn mm. at that point. Mm-hmm. I think that's what this UConn thing is. I think it's a backup plan to if they can't, and if you know, maybe you add somebody else from there. I, I don't. I said the whole time that why don't they just add San Diego State? Yeah. Like, screw some of these other ones that are, like, because then you're weakening your competition, too. Like, San Diego State is a really good basketball school. It's a fine media market, and they, they're getting a brand-new stadium that they don't have an NFL team now, so their right. fan engagement's going to be much better than it has been in the past. I mean, it's not it's not great, but when you consider what you are in the Big 12 right now, I mean, it's not as bad pickup in my like is san diego state much like really like compare them to arizona state you know probably a better football program actually right now i understand it's not like a former power five but man arizona state one they don't care about sports there and two the phoenix market doesn't give a crap about college athletics but like like if if you're flirting around with a fresno and a memphis and stuff like Mm -hmm. that like to me it makes more sense to go get get them and um, Colorado, and then you're you're in all four time zones, like he's talked about, and you're you're set for a while. That's just what I think. But what the hell do I know? 
Yeah, I'm with you in San Diego. What a beautiful city, too, for crying out loud. That, that would That'd be, be a great oh, traveling area. you got absolutely. all these old Big 12 schools. They'd go out there, and then you give BYU a little bit of a partner. Mm-hmm. And they, really not that far from Lubbock, really, if you if you consider that. And then, you know, you're probably – and just sit still. Like, I don't think they <laughs> – they, they would be stupid to add, like, a Fresno. Like, the ACC is going to blow up at some point. The Pac-12 isn't done. Sit at 14 for a while and cash your checks. Keep winning basketball championships, and then you're going to be fine. Like, I firmly believe they're the third strongest conference in the long term. Hmm. Do you uh, screw it up? If you go out and start adding the Fresnos of the world, that's how you screw it that, up. That's a mistake. I, I, I think uh, your mark is uh, you can say the Mexico thing was a mistake. I, I get why he was doing it. We'll see if it's successful. He hasn't had too many missteps. Chris, do you get? To, do you see um, a path for Texas Tech? A lot of people think Texas Tech is the team that's about to, to become the, you know, the not the uh, power, maybe supremacy. Uh, McGuire's done a nice job. He's recruiting his you know what off there. They play pretty good basketball most years is texas tech uh their arrow clearly pointing up as a lot of people believe it is i mean i think it's pointing up what now what what would the maximum that they can accomplish be nobody listen nobody's really won big there except mike leach yeah right i mean can you go back farther than i do but like i mean leach was mm-hmm. was pretty much it like it's it's proven to be and, and you know if you know much about mike leach it's like why did Mike Leach have success in Pullman and Lubbock and he was starting to in Starkville? It's because he, he has that system yep. where you can win anywhere yep. without five-star players. And Lubbock's a hard place to recruit to, albeit being in Texas. So, listen, like to me, they feel like an 8-4 and four type of program under McGuire. I, I like him a lot. Um, but they also feel like one of these programs, too. It's like it'll be really interesting. I think Iowa State's in this mix, too, as long as Campbell sticks around. You know, I think Texas Tech, I think Iowa State, uh, Baylor's a, a notch above them, K-State's a notch above them. But, like, where do these traditional Big 12 programs that have had good programs, maybe not great, but good programs, where do they fit in the hierarchy of this new Big 12 when everything gets settled? Because I'm a firm believer it usually takes a while for the newbies to kind of settle in. We saw that with TCU, you know. Nebraska's never settled mm-hmm. in the Big Ten, right? Like, it, it generally takes a while. In Tech, Iowa State, I even think you throw Oklahoma State in that mix. Now, historically, they're better than the rest, but Gundy's getting old. I don't know how much Gundy likes this new era. You know, how how long is he going to be there and who's going to replace him? That's a huge question to me. But, to, yeah, I, I, I think that you are looking at a – eight and four, nine and three type of team. But like, yeah, I don't know. I, until I see somebody else do it, I'm, I'm hesitant that tech's going to get over that hump and be what a, the, what's really weird is a lot of people think that, but then their Vegas odds to win the conference aren't that high. Like that's the value play right there. If you want to play them, I don't know if you guys have dug into that yet, but Bloom and I were looking at that on our Sunday podcast. Like their, their, their odds aren't really that, and, you know, they're pretty long odds to win the conference compared to some other teams. One team that I think Ken and I are both intrigued by, K-State, of course, won it last year. Mm-hmm. They lose pieces, obviously Deuce Vaughn being amongst them, but Will Howard back at quarterback. Defensively, though, that that's where my concern is. I think they only have five starters coming back from a year ago. Kleiman's done such a great job there. What would be the knock against K-State? Ken said yesterday he's got K-State over Texas in his title. I'm not sure if you're ready for Man. your top two yet, but what would not, be the knock against K-State? 
Uh, it would be similar to Texas Tech for me, and I know they've proven it for a couple of years now, which is which is great. Um, and congratulations to them; they they've earned it. But without that defense, like listen, like I'm not uh, with Will Howard and like you know putting that up against the the five star type stuff that you're going to get from Texas this year. To me, it would be like, though, are they good enough to do it three years in a row? Like that seems like a bit of a. Yeah, this would be their third year in a row, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm yeah. thinking correctly, yeah. yeah. Like to me, it's like, is this like? I'm, my guess are the odds are are against that, and that's a terrible answer because I gave you nothing other than like this big picture look at it. But like, but you made me like, think, Chris, that I might be wrong. I'll give you that. I didn't. Think I didn't think about that, that angle. Like, yeah, it's true. What would the odds have been with yeah. that level of talent? And it, and this is a compliment to Kleiman. Yeah. Okay. Because he's won with, like, fourth or fifth best talented team. So, like, mm-hmm. this is a compliment to the man. What are the odds that he can do it three years in a row? Yeah. And what would they have with been three years ago? Right? Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it seems like a long shot to me. Um, it feels like they take a little bit of a step back. But, again, I, I have such a hard time, and I just want to be honest with your audience. It's been really difficult for me to get into the season yet because I've been so – you know, flabbergasted by what's going on in our state mm-hmm. that I've been trying to figure that out. That's going to be my chore over the 4th of July is get the old Phil Steele out and really start <laughs> cracking down on it with these athletic previews and stuff like that because it's just, it's fun with this transfer portal and all these additions mm-hmm. and subtractions, but it makes our job a lot more difficult. You have to do a lot more digging. Indeed we do, but soon we'll be put it on autopilot when football season arrives. Oh, we yeah. certainly look forward oh, yeah. to that. Hey, brother, have a good long weekend. Thank you for doing this, Chris. Always appreciate it. Cyclone Fanatic in Iowa everywhere. Uh, hopefully your schedule will allow to do so next week, but uh, we'll be in touch. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Sounds good. Thanks, Phil. Yep. Appreciate it. Yep. Good to talk to you. Chris Williams, Cyclone Fanatic in Iowa everywhere. We'll get our final time out of hour number one. Come back, wrap it up. Busy hour number two. Mike Palm from Las Vegas. Uh, Tom Kekert from HawkeyeReport.com. And Claxons will give four of you a chance to win some barbecue. Miller and Condon, 106.3 Store. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Tip of the cap to Mel Crippen, just real quick, yeah. uh, from our sister station in Ames. Uh, decades did mornings. Uh, Mel in the morning. Mel in the morning on 1430 KSI. He uh, hung it up here today. Um, Today's the last day. What a perfect time to go out, right? Right. Friday, right into... Absolutely. Into retirement. Into retirement and halfway through the year. New Jesus. fiscal year starts tomorrow, so... Off he goes into the sunset. Hell of a career. You going to make way. it through June whenever you hang it up? Or is you it know, be Trent, right after honest March? to God, I'm thinking a lot more about it. Yeah? I'm thinking a lot more about it. I'm seeing all I see uh, when Batterson died and all the yeah. Iowa media on their podcasts saying we need to slow... And they're all old. <laughs> you know, younger than me, but relatively old. You know when I think I'm going to do it? I think I want to do obviously a year of college football playoff. Absolutely, um, because college football means so much to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe two, and then as long as you'll have me, <laughs> you're still grinding it out. I still have a wonderful time. I think we we put on the kind of product that we both very much enjoy. Yeah, we do. We do. Absolutely. We talk sports. Yep. I give you crap from time to time. Yep. We have a few laughs. Yep. But 
for the most part, we're just here talking about mm-hmm. what we see, talking about sports, and try to keep the audience engaged. But how how do you retire? Because when because I see it, I honest to God, I've thought a lot about this this last couple of months. Mm-hmm. When you retire, you know what's next. There, there's, it's the knock on the door with the guy in the black suit and the sheath, right? right? There's one more thing waiting for That's you. That's it. So why yeah. would you retire if you don't have to? Well, yeah, we're not digging ditches. That's exactly right. Physically, going to stop watching games? <laughs> That's not going to happen. You're still going to do that. And it's kind of an excuse to keep watching those games a little more intently, right? <laughs> but I need that at home. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. That is a good thing. Yeah. Hey, I had something for you yeah. here. You know, we've... Honestly, we've both been pretty negative on Iowa State football. As far as the what we think the year is going to be like? Now, we're not rooting for this by any no, means. No, absolutely not. Good for business right. is a good Iowa absolutely. and Iowa State. We want that to happen. Right. But because of what has been lingering, because of the information that we both had mm-hmm. on the Iowa State angle and what we thought before Wednesday was going to be a pretty big... Well, when you look at what happened to the kid from Virginia Tech, he yes. just put two and two together, and how mm-hmm. can they do this to him and uh, lighten it up for this group? They return the most starters in the Big 12. In terms of returning production, they're fifth in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. A year ago, they had so many guys that were thrust into roles because the year previous, so many people came back for that fifth or even yep, six-year yep, season yep, yep. that guys that normally would have been more experienced played last year for the first time. Mm-hmm. Well, now those guys have their legs underneath them a little bit more. They have the experience that they would have had mm-hmm. the year previous. And with all that returning production, with all that returning experience, that they can have a step forward this year. Right. I think there is a chance for optimism. And because just because we have been so down because of what we mm-hmm. anticipated was mm-hmm. going to happen, and it doesn't look like it's going to be at the same scale it was. At uh, most of the positions. At most of the positions, right. right. That it very well could be that this team, yeah, hangs around. You look at the schedule and those 50-50 games that certainly didn't go their way last mm-hmm. year, and they get a couple of those bounces. Mm-hmm. This is a program that hadn't had a losing season since 2016. No, I know. Maybe we we got too negative because of the information we had. Mm -hmm. And when you look at it, there is still a chance here. There's still a chance that absolutely this team, at minimum, can be a bowl team again. Well, God, Trent, I would like nothing more because there's, it's just brutal when you only got one of the two to talk about in December. Yeah. So uh, when you look at it, I mean, Hutchinson caught 100 and, what, 10, 105 balls last year. This kid Higgins, the Eastern yes. Kentucky transfer, they need something out of him. Mm-hmm. Stanley has to stake his step. No, Noel's got, a, I think, a chance to be good. But it's the offensive line. It's never any good. I mean, Ryan Clanton, you better bring your, your magic kit with you. We have heard that he has. Well, I hope he has. But we've been told the same things for seven year years. Year after year after year. And the, and you know if it comes down to a field goal to win a football game, oh, the kid's going to miss. Don't go there. Hour two coming up. Mike Palm's going to lead it off. VP of Operations at Circus Sports. Tom Kakert on the Hawks and Claxon's Barbecue before 1 o'clock. Miller in Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX.